0: Around the campfire That is known as pulling a Jackson That's right And uh, that's a long story
1: We probably shouldn't get into why it's calling that Calling? Why Why it's called that I, too, I already had too much whiskey
0: Yep, uh-huh. there's no such thing as too much whiskey For a Triple T episode there, Cody yeah. But I take your point So you made it back another week Decided you wanted to try a bit more of this here Tentacle Tumbleweed podcast. Perhaps you didn't understand after the first week that this is all you're gonna get. These two turds talking about some game no one seems to care about. have it on good authority, Beatty behind. himself thought about being on this episode, Searching but it turns out he kind. has real-life obligations, like Gradually fighting fires, saving lives. Hell, yeah, old Ray Otis even thought about giving it a shot this week. He turned out to be indisposed due to work reasons as well. So here you are, once again, getting these two idiots talking about things they don't even know about, trying to convince you they're some sort of damn expert. You can pretty much pick out any kindergartner to do a better podcast than this. Anyway, here they are, and we're uh, just going to have to deal with it for at least one more week before we can get a real expert around. It. Weigh in on... The ways Ride of the dark the trails. trails. Them May God have mercy on our souls. The dark trails with them tentacled tumbleweeds.
1: Howdy, folks! How y'all doing today?
0: Nah, Mr. T-J, T-J, how and you how They can't answer you. This is actually recorded. We have no live studio audience this week. What are these people doing in my house then?
1: Oh shit! Got me. Oh, yeah. Y'all get out of here. Yep. Go on. Get
0: down. <laughs> get. All right, they're leaving. All right, all right. So we are back. Um, they let us do one more episode uh, to make up for last week. <laughs> uh, we are back with more tumbleweed action, talking about the Dark Trails RPG. And um, we actually got to play it. Yeah, man. It was awesome. Totally awesome. So I ran a game on Sunday. Uh, and it's a homebrewed uh, funnel adventure called the uh, Perdinalis Pendulum.
1: Now, now, TJ, why'd you, why, why'd you call it the Perdinalis Pendulum?
0: That's a great question. That's a great question. So the idea for this adventure is. Uh, start the characters off in a position where they feel pretty secure. They are hangers-on with a regiment of U.S. military cavalry led by General Custer deep into the dark lands of Texas. And then very suddenly, uh, on a fateful night on the Perdenalis River, All that gets swept away, literally, as the floodwaters rise out of nowhere and destroy the camp that the players are making. And they are left in the wilderness on their own to try to get back to some sort of civilization. So the pendulum is sort of the, it's the forces made it far enough and the forces of darkness have swung the battle the other direction that's the the idea for the pendulum Mm. if that makes sense
1: yep that's a a real real nice kind of wordplay you know as a a native to the area i think it was incredibly helpful to have the uh pertinales as an actual place in texas that i could you know reference in my mind's eye when we were playing this game so i was immediately drawn into the action i could visualize the landscape
0: and yeah, it's sort of an unfair advantage for the texas born uh there were three of us in that game uh me running it and then you and did carl Carl say he was born in texas or just got here as quick as he could um i can't can't, remember from we had a conversation about it but i was prepping at the time so
1: yeah hey carl why don't you call in and let us know
0: yeah carl why don't you you call in Text him. Speaking of calling in, Cody, how do you do that? Yeah, how so do you call into this show. Well, we got two things
1: now. The easiest way, and it's not going to suck up all the minutes on your phone, is if you download the Anchor application that's right. Anchor like a ship anchor and you search for our podcast on there, and there's a big button that says voice message. And you click that, some bitch, and it'll start recording for. 60 seconds you got 60 seconds to say what you want i mean i guess you could send as many as you wanted if you felt so inclined what about what about the other way
0: i believe you can go to anchor fm sign up for an account and also call in but i've heard story i've heard tell Spotty. that, that yeah, yeah there's some issues yeah. with that, that the the app's the best way to go but we do have a couple other options for those of you that do not care for the anchor app um, you can just send us a regular old. Uh, email at talk 2 t. that's talk the word the number 2 and three big old t's at gmail.com or you can call the tumble line at 2678 tumble t u m b l e that's 267 888 6253 awesome we're
1: all official now man we got a we got a hotline we got ourselves email Feeling pretty, yep. uh feel like that's like, uh, you know, on Boy Scouts, you get the ribbons. I feel like we just got a ribbon for official podcast. I,
0: I think we did. I think we did. Just get, Go, got a little badge. Yeah. Hell yeah I think brother. you get badges in Boy Scouts, Cody. Badges. Badges. You get ribbons? Mm-hmm. Ribbons? I think that's brownies. No, no. Think no you're thinking hold up, about brownies. Hold up. You know what I'm thinking
1: of is the junior ROTC. We you get your ribbons.
0: Oh, well, I know! I know a little feller in JROTC. Hmm. Is his name Cody. I'm not so little anymore, TJ. <laughs> his, his his name is not Cody. <laughs> oh, okay, All right. and He is closely related to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy! All right. So, here, what do we got? What do we have in in store for the folks here today?
0: Well, you know. We came out with a couple of our uh, little segments last week. We're going to add in an extra one this week. We're adding in a new one called Dark Magic. Dark. We can get into uh, talking about some of the magic systems in this wonderful game (laughs) that we are not in any way paid to tell you is wonderful. We just believe (laughs) that it is wonderful. Contrary to what some people tell you that Beatty's paying off Cody, I have not seen any evidence of this. I'd, I I refuse to believe it because it would, mainly because it would just piss me off if I'm not getting paid. Nope. I got no but, comments uh, on that there, TJ. <laughs> uh but yeah, dark magic. we am gonna talk about some magic today. Uh, and that's gonna kind of be the theme. We're gonna we're gonna go into uh Old West Occupations, talk about the Bedlamites and uh that character class and uh we'll we go into the old fumble table we'll do some rolling on some of these uh magic charts and um and we got a little surprise with some inside information when we get to set the stage
1: it's like we've been insider trading or something
0: maybe 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 we're getting some payoff after all maybe it just ain't greenbacks (laughs) so we have anything else we need to say about the uh the old uh adventure we ran this week
1: um i think yeah so well um i obviously had fun with it this is uh was great fun i just time i get to to play a, a texan native you know basically like a simulation of myself in a game is always fun yeah <laughs> i mean granted it was a different time period. Well,
0: it was easy doing the voices.
1: Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a good time. We had a, actually quite a large group. Um, I think there was... Gosh, six? Six, right? yeah, six of us, and we each had uh, our four characters. And they, um, some of us, they were dropping like flies pretty quickly. Um, and, or maybe that was just me. And then everyone else pretty much had some folks survive by the end of it. Maybe missing a limb or two, but...
0: Yeah, when the wonderful thing about dark trails, doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Because Cody, every one of your characters died, Mm -hmm. and you're still gonna get to level one. That's right. With a Tommy Knocker. That's right. And man, I think Tommy Knockers will be got to talk about next week on the show.
1: I think so. Tommy Knockers are. We were
0: were planning on going alphabetical, but man, I think we gotta shift gears and. Mm -hmm. Go straight into that Tommy Knocker, because probably by the next show you will have got to play your Tommy Knocker. I think so. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna play with my Tommy Knocker.
1: I'm gonna play the Tommy. All right,
0: all right. Sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I I really enjoyed writing that, and uh, I'm really enjoying writing the Texas stuff. It's, it comes so naturally. There was a town in there called Fux Mill, uh, and Fux Mill. Uh, is a real place. Uh, it's now called Cypress Mill, but back in the day it was called Fox Mill, and a little bit after the period that this game would have been is when they changed the name to Cypress Mill. It was named after Wilhelm Fox, and Wilhelm Fox became a character in the game. Um, and that's the German Fox, not the uh, American English slang. Yeah, so it's actually probably pronounced closer to the word Fox, and it's that is the meaning. Um, so it's like sort of a fucks. Uh, it's a very soft you fucks. compared to very hard yeah. fucks. Um, but everyone in the, the game we were playing pronounced it uh, very specifically. <laughs> we did.
1: I felt like we had a decent amount of combats in the game. So we got to kind of figure out how the gun shooting works. And yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, it, it is quite deadly. It's deadly. Yeah very deadly not just to the things you're shooting but to the friends you're shooting by and also to yourself
0: yeah so aces and eights is a
1: fumble right every time you shoot the gun you pull a card right from a deck
0: right before you do any rolling yeah so uh we managed to pull on the first three shots by players two aces and an eight you know uh A fumble with a firearm is survivable in this game at times, but not when you're a funnel character.
1: Right. When you only got up to four hit points, maybe five at the most.
0: (laughs) Yeah. None of them, none of them worked out where anyone was going to survive. I also had perhaps an ill-advised character in the game who he was a sort of a religious sort and if he called upon his faith his weapon would grant him an automatic critical something i would not do in anything but a a funnel adventure and i feel like i kind of evened it out by allowing the players a chance to have that weapon um but they're not exactly sure what that's gonna do yet (laughs) but um yeah that so they we got a couple of criticals off that and that was a little that was a little cheesy i got a little flack from some old J Hob about that one,
1: Scotty Hubs. Yep, he don't like it when you yep. bend the rules out of place at all.
0: Yep, ever. Yep. Uh, but um, I, I got to tell you, I had a lot of fun exploding people with that handgun. Yeah, it was cool. So we
1: had a good mix of combats. We had a, a decent amount of um, like problem solving, trying to figure out what we're going to do about like resources, and when our camp got washed away, chasing stuff down. And then we had a decent amount of the. Oh, I feel kind of shivering saying this word, but role play. We did a fair amount, a little bit of role play in there. <laughs>
0: As far as the session went, i really um, i i i enjoyed it I liked what uh the way the the adventure went down mm-hmm. um it's it's very it's sort of a, a sort of a hex crawl funnel um mm-hmm. without the hexes, but you're just kind of thrown in the wilderness and there's a, a lot of different things that can happen and I really kind of want to exp- expand it and make it into something and run it uh some more times um so i I, I liked the way it went uh, i was gonna
1: say yeah i I do like the wilderness that's my jam when i play games the wilderness survival all that kind of stuff is i really enjoyed that um because i spend a lot of real time in the woods around where i live and all that kind but um i also like where it left off we still have this kind of we maybe made some friends in town and kind of have another quest. We might want to go on and get my character's head back, you know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, so yeah, the way it's written out, I'm pretty sure I could make three adventures out of what Mm -hmm. the outline I have, but there's a lot of fleshing out to do along Mm -hmm. the way. I just thought of something, Mr. TJ. All right. Now, uh, I may be wrong
1: in my recollection, but for the life of us, we could not find when we got to town, we were gonna buy supplies, but we couldn't find the price of a goddamn ration. In these rules. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> now, Mister Beatty, so- if you are listening to this, we're gonna—you know—this early on in the episode, so you don't gotta go way to an hour to get here. But where the dang are we supposed to buy rations?
0: Yeah. And- so we do have a we have one thing. I would tell you right now. I don't know if I'm if I should give this away or not, but Cody, Mister mm. Beatty is listening. Oh, it it has been well established that Mister Beatty yeah, he listens is. to this show. Yes, he does. So, we do have some questions for you. Where are the rations? And two, why does a side of beef cost two dollars, <laughs> but a damn oxen <laughs> costs like thirty? What was the price it on the oxen? Like 30, thirty bucks for an oxen? Two bucks for half an oxen. <laughs> it's a soul. Maybe you're paying the...
1: If you buy two sides of beef and then... All right. So then you got, what, 26 more dollars to get this. It's the soul I think you're paying for.
0: So, Cody, our theme today is magic. That being said, let's talk about a uh, one of these magical occupations and character classes in this game. Let's get into some Old West occupations. What say you? Check in with Brother Cletus, see what he's been up to. All right. What What you been been doing, Brother Cletus? Cletus? How you been spending your time? Thought I saw you working down at the station. Is that your old west occupation?
1: So... It just so happens, TJ, the very first class in our list is one of the magic-using classes. And I put magic in quotes because not, they're not directly cast in spells, but it's called the Bedlamite.
0: Yeah, and this is a sort of a change from the uh, standard DCC classes mm. uh, to have this Bedlamite as uh, one of the alternate sort of spellcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, where instead of casting spells uh, through arcane magic or through divine miracles, we're casting spells by actually creating and using what he calls wondrous contraptions. <laughs> and those are fantastical items only usable by Bedlamites. Now, Cody, where did, where did we decide the name Bedlamite came from our Our Lady of Bethlehem Hospital in London. Is that what what it was? Right. Yep. I think so. So And
1: then through the generations, the word was kind of watered down from Bethlehem to...
0: Bedlam. Yep. And so a Bedlamite uh, was a patient at this hospital for the insane. And it's funny how a lot of these character classes... (laughs) Um, Beatty's taken real world sort of crazies or people on the fringes of society and turned them into the heroes. Uh, so, so we have the mountebank, which is like a charlatan, someone who, uh, you know, is a snake oil salesman. can going to take advantage of you, but in this universe, their snake oil has become the real deal. And they're sort of the potion master. Mm. And it's the same thing with the Bedlamite. So Bedlamite's a, a crazy person. Uh, but in this case, it's instead of being the uh, mad scientist, they're just a scientist. Like think their contraptions actually work. Their flux capacitor is fluxing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I imagine... Um... When I think about it, I think about that, that movie, uh, Wild Wild West with Will Smith, you know, and there's like all the mechanical, there's like the big spider and like the... Yeah, I've never seen it. I wouldn't waste your time, but there's a, a bit of that, you know, if you were playing a mountebank, or a am sorry, a bedlamite, and you wanted some inspiration, you might you might go down to that movie. Check it out. <laughs>
0: your entire life with a certain spark of creation burning deep within your heart as a child you figured out ways to help pa fix the wagon even when you didn't have the proper parts or tools the spark would grow into a prideful flame and by the time you became a young adult your talents were highly prized by a town lucky enough to have you and the wonderful inventions you designed when the events of the seven days of night hit the west It changed you in a way that made those creative fires burn with a different sort of flame. One that fuels your ability to fabricate and then charge wondrous arcane contraptions. Limited only by your imagination. Flat, controlling the elements, even healing, are all within your grasp now. sounds drunk with power.
1: Does sound a little drunk with power.
0: Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling all these character classes are gonna sound a little drunk with power. I think so. I I I I'm glad I got in my fun when I did of killing you guys, because <laughs> man, <it's, laughs> you might as well be going up against like it, it's like from what I've only played uh Call of Cthulhu a couple of times. And it was very like, oh, run and hide. Oh, we wrote a book and it made us crazy and that kind of stuff. And this nope. is like
1: <laughs> Oh, use my jetpack to punch Gnarly Top in the face. Look, it's old Gnarly High Top.
0: Speed. Yeah, it's old Gnarly <laughs> Top. Grab Get the jetpack in the bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll wrestle him. <laughs> I tear you, his head off and he dies. I, yeah. If we build a ring big enough, I will wrestle Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man.
1: All right. So that's the big big bad end guy for this for this campaign
0: yeah I I will say the character classes in this and just the world in general Beatty has created a monster this this own it's, it's a bizarre fictional world that just doesn't you could call it weird West, but it's its own thing. It's very larger than life and almost cartoonish, but in a dark and twisted, beautiful way. Um, it's, <laughs> I you know, I bought into this thing. I don't even do Kickstarters very much. And I bought into this thing thinking, Oh, this thing is going to be pretty fun. And I, I want to keep up my DCC streak of getting the main books as they come out. Mm-hmm. And, once I got it and started messing with it, this is like my favorite world to write stuff for right now. I'm nice. having so much fun with this game. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that'll go in the in the old uh, thing, but it's the truth.
1: Well, and and the thing is, you don't even have to have it at that level if you don't want. I know some people don't really like the gonzo ness or whatever, and you can dial Absolutely. it back you know, if you don't want yeah. jetpacks and you know wrestlers in your game. Just don't use the class.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, but if you're not going to use the class, I mean, I I guess my problem with that is, like, what are you going to use? Because they're all pretty out there. Mm -hmm. There's very little that... I mean, is there just a straight-up gunslinger?
1: There's a gunslinger class, but even then... um, Even then, they've got magical... He's doing, like, trick shots and shit like that. When the
0: whole... The whole idea is that these dark energies, uh, they were gonna, you know, these ley lines and dark energies and arcane magics and everything were gonna destroy the world. But fortunately, these people on the edges of society were mm-hmm. able to tap into that and are using that, uh, for the good of humanity, right? To push these forces back with their own dark magic. So yeah, totally. Um that that is kind of the I mean, it's kind of the game. If mm-hmm. if you don't want that, then go play uh go play I... that other western DCC hack. <laughs> I don't I don't know that it's any less gonzo though. I've never played it. If you played Black Powder Black Magic a lot?
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think it's a little more like guys shooting bad guys you know a little more dcc deadwood yeah okay it's different than this i'll I'll put it that way so another another unique thing about this game is the alignment system and they call it paths so in each class kind of has like a a typical for their types kind of suggestion and so for the Bedlamite, it's Bedlamites aren't necessarily evil. They just don't give an owl's hoot over much else other than what's currently on the workbench. Losing a few lives while working out the kinks with their latest contraption is a cost the Bedlamite will take. They should start by walking down the line, just kind of in the middle.
0: All right. So there's not a suggestion because I think some of these classes and correct me if I'm wrong, Cody. Some of these classes, they suggest you move to one side or the other. Yeah. With the Bethamite, it sounds like they're starting you in the middle, but you can go where you want to go. Right. Yep. I think so. Nice. And that's that's a cool thing about this system, and Beatty has uh, been on any number of other podcasts that you could listen to that are probably more succinct and um, less rambling than this one, in which he has discussed how those sort of path system works. And he usually equates it to uh, sort of a William Money situation from *Unforgiven*. Mm. It's sort of a evil horse's ass, and then he finds a good-hearted uh, Western woman, that causes him to settle down and become a better person for a time. And uh, then she passes, and shit hits the fan, and he's got to do what he's got to do. And by the end, he's a some bitch again. And um, I think that's a- how we. That's kind of the, the ability you have in this game is you, you're not, you're not stuck with any one class. You're everything's a journey.
1: So you, you're telling me I could be going from a horse's ass to a human.
0: And then back to a some bitch.
1: And then back to a some bitch. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. Yep. That's I'm all in. Those, are, all those are
0: technical terms. You don't have to worry about, yeah. but uh, that's, that's the gist. All right. Perfect. So let's talk about some of this magic they can do. Cody. My life was a joke. I guess you had to be there. I couldn't sing a song of play a lick. Oh Nalita came, was standing at the crossroads and introduced me to
1: his dark magic.
0: So, Cody, we got a few types of magic available in this game. We've got the divine, which is called miracles. And we've got the arcane, which is the occult. Hmm. And yeah, those pretty much correspond to the old DCC types of magic. Mm-hmm. But then we also have uh, the potions. Recipes. Magical yeah, recipes. Magical recipes. And our bedlamites have... Wondrous contraptions. Wondrous contraptions.
1: Well, why don't we uh, pick one of these wondrous contraptions here, talk about it, and then maybe roll it on the table.
0: I think that's what we got to do. I like... You know what sounds like it's going to have a lot of fun to it, Cody? The optical displacer. I was thinking the same thing. Perfect. Level 1, range varies, duration varies, charge time one round, save varies. Description. The optical displacers are often designed by bedlamites who suffered permanent eye injuries. The contraption looks and functions much like the organ it replaces, though bedlamites often alter the appearance of the eye, giving it a signature style. Until activated, an optical displacer works on a small trickle of reserves to allow it to function at normal optical levels
1: all right tj real quick if you were going to play a bedlamite and you had this contraption what would your signature style be
0: i think it would be a, a giant eye uh held open and unblinking by uh, metal calipers i think i think if, if i was doing this i think my eyeball
1: would just be like my regular eye hanging out of my face with a piece of yarn, holding it in. And that would be it. That would be it. He's just swinging <laughs> like a pendulum back and forth. You know, when, you, when someone calls your name and you turn your head quickly, you just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> lies out slaps, about a foot from your body. <laughs> slaps the side of your face, and then when you come around, it hits your nose, you know? Oh,
0: <laughs> It just seems wrong, Cody. <laughs> you
1: could totally, like, scare children with it, too. Just hold it in, in the socket, then walk up and hit the back of your head, and it just falls out. You start screaming. <laughs> Manifestation. So roll a D4. TJ, you got a D4.
0: All right, roll to one.
1: The contraption activates, running an internal diagnostic check while scanning the surrounding area for one round. The eye bathes whatever the Bedlamite is viewing in an unearthly glow. That's kind of cool. It's like the Terminator. It bathes so the light emits some form. Your eye emits some light. What happens if you blink? Can you get like a light show going on?
0: <laughs> blink fast enough, you make a strobe light. There's all kinds of things you can do with a strobe light. All kinds of calibrations that can be performed, or you can just make everyone look like robots. Um, let's let's do a let's look at a couple of the results here. I don't know let's if we the... need to roll. Let's just let's no. just get the the base success. Uh, the base success, so a 12 to thirteen basic success this is you basically rolled a a 10 or eleven uh, with if you have you know you had a plus one intelligence bonus, you're a level one uh, bedlamite, you roll a 10, this is what you're going to get. The optical displacer activates but remains nested in the eye socket of the bedlamite. While activated, the contraption grants telescopic vision at a range of one mile. The displacer may instead be used to impart night vision at normal ranges. By triggering the filter mechanism, the bedlamite may opt for thermal imaging at normal range. Filters may be swapped each round for the duration of the charge, and the charge lasts 1d10. Plus caster level rounds. Nice. There's a lot to unpack there, huh?
1: So telescopic vision, so you can see really far away, up to a mile. I don't know, you can already see a mile away with the regular eyes, but I guess this is like enhanced vision, right? So it's like a big old magnifying glass. Right, okay. That's cool. That's good, right? You can see your threats come in. Maybe you can shoot someone. That distance, you know, if you're crack shot with a sniper rifle or something. Night vision, very helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially in a game we got no elves and dwarves and halflings. Right. Yeah. Need a little night vision.
1: I don't know how thermal imaging works in the real world, but would you say you're allowed to see through like walls and stuff?
0: That's pretty Yeah, handy. As, as long as you're looking for something that's emitting that heat. Has a heat signature. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at uh, what happens. You roll a 20. Same character rolls a 20. So they've got a plus one for their caster level, and they got a plus one for their intelligence bonus. And that gets them a 22, which puts them in the 20 to 23 range. You want to read that one there, Cody?
1: Yeah. The contraption gains the abilities listed on the previous entry, 18 to 19, with a flight rate of 30 feet. The bedlamite may also trigger a new function that snaps a freeze frame of anything viewed by the contraption. The image can then be recalled by the bedlamite. Images may be magnified, um, much like present day digital imagery. So you got like Photoshop in your eye.
0: And your eye is flying around at a rate of 30. What is that? Feet per round. Yep. And it
1: may store up to 10 images
0: before reaching maximum
1: storage capacity.
0: Basically you got a drone. Yeah, that's pretty drone eye. Awesome. That
1: is awesome. And it doesn't make any sound, you know, like a drone in real life is it's real loud, you know? Right. Right. Just making maybe squishy eyeball sounds.
0: (laughs) So we've seen we've seen a twenty. We've seen a base success. And the final thing we need to see is what happens if you uh you perfect this skill. You get a perfect use.
1: You 30, 30 plus? Yeah.
0: 30 plus. Perfection. The bedlamite gains access to the rarest of filters. By switching to the chronometer filter, time can be rolled forward and backwards. This results in the inventor gaining a limited ability to view events before or after they happen. Peering into the future never guarantees what the Bedlamite views will happen, but they're generally aware of things yet to come. The chronometer lens is gained in addition to all previous filters and abilities, and the charge lasts for two turns.
1: And then it's OSR turns, right? You're talking about 20 minutes?
0: So two turns of being able to peer into the future or roll things back to the past, right?
1: Yeah. And in addition, so, okay, if that's just not enough, you can also get access to all of the previous effects, right? Let's see. Uh, Gained in addition to all previous filters and Now, I wonder, could you use them in conjunction? Could I pop my eye out, fly it around like a drone while having thermal imaging on, and then roll back so I can see like a – it's like a closed-circuit television. In your eye,
0: right? Yeah, I don't see why not.
1: So you could, so when old Gnarly top rears his ugly little head, you could pop your eye out and just record the entire event to post on your social media later once you humiliate, humiliate him.
0: Well, I'm assuming old Gnarly top's just going to swallow that little fucker whole. And so all you're going to see is a close-up and personal view of old Gnarly top's innards. As you were digested and sent to another dimension. Mm.
1: Pooped out in the, a random dimension. It's a serious case of pink eye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Cody, this is the dumbest <laughs> podcast that's ever been
1: made. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love it. That's
0: why I love it. All right. Well, we've, we've heard the good. Now let's hear the bad. Uh Let's get into the fumble table. It was a shootout down in Texas. I was fast, young and able. But my fingers didn't get the message. Now I'm rolling. Rolling. So on Fumble Table today, we're going to look at some malfunctions of these wondrous contraptions. Every contraption, if you roll a one, there is a malfunction. And the good Mr. Beatty and friends have provided us with a D4 chart for each of these to let us know just how bad shit gets. So let's roll on each one of these, Cody. How's that sound?
1: I think so. Where do you want to start? Want to start
0: at the top? Is the the Ar- bellows? Okay. It's a it's a like a standard bellows, but it's um, modified Aranas- to discharge arcane plumes of dust, dirt, and other irritants to choke and blind unsuspecting targets. So what happens if that thing fucks up?
1: I rolled a three, but before we do that, I think we should have, maybe if there's some folks out there that's a little bit more educated, call in and tell us how to pronounce this word.
0: <laughs> arenasius? Are, 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 yeah. It's arenasius. Arenasius. I don't think
1: that's how you say it, but that's how I'm going to say it. So if someone with a
0: some, high-level education— someone with a great knowledge of burritos yeah that's right i uh, could, could probably call in and tell us about it or if if dave aldridge ever listens to this podcast he can go and tell us what a bunch of idiots we are because dave's <laughs> he's dave glad we left you how smart he is <laughs> yeah he's glad that we left his country
1: way back when <laughs> Oh boy! All right, I rolled a three on this table, TJ.
0: The contraption suffers from a design flaw that causes the bellows to absorb and blow ambient air with such force that the bedlamite is thrown one d twenty feet and suffers one d eight damage and is knocked prone. Jesus! Could blow
1: you right off a cliff.
0: Yeah, I'm picturing uh, that that little Mike TV fellow when he. Chews on the gum and a Willy and <laughs> <laughs> knocks his ass across the room. Yeah. All right. Bulletproof duster. I mean, do we need to explain what that is? It's goddamn bulletproof duster. Morpheus. That's pretty
1: much. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: So what happens if you, if you don't use that correctly, Cody? The garment is
1: overcharged, sending a wave of psychic feedback directly to the Bethamite's neural cortex. In addition to suffering a D4 damage, the garment rips and no longer functions until 1D4 hours can be committed to repair with the proper materials on hand.
0: Um, so there's, gets, there's no options there. It's just bad. It's just you a, just it's just a it. major bad. You broke it.
1: And you had to spend a lot of time in the first place to make this thing. So that would be right. especially frustrating.
0: Right. All right. We're back to our optical displacer.
1: This one is a D4, a two, Roll a two on this one.
0: The relay conduits between the contraption and the inventor polarize, sending an electrical shock through the brainstem of the oh. owner, causing 1d6 damage and stunning the user for 1d3 rounds. Ow. That didn't sound pleasant. That sounds like you wouldn't enjoy it. Like you just got taste in the brainstem. Okay, some people might actually enjoy that. There's a, a whole thing. Servo arm. This is a, another
1: a, a D four. We should. Right. Just, this is modified by your luck. Oh, is it? Yep. Oh man. So maybe for our purposes, our luck is flat. We ain't got no modification. All right, so a two. The contraption begins spewing out black smoke that restricts the view of the Bedlamite, imposing a minus two penalty to all actions, requiring sight for 1d3 rounds.
0: Oh, that's not helpful.
1: How much smoke do you think you can fill out in 1d3 rounds, TJ? I imagine quite a bit. So that was the fumbles and the, and the, so we, we charts got our random, the spells. random yep. tables
0: in and now we got a little, little special something, something for set the stage. What's your story gonna be when you're playing this RPG? The world is a blank page. It's time to set the stage. We have
1: a very special um, image from the man himself. David Beatty has very kindly sent myself and TJ an image of the map that's going to be used in game. Um, I guess he does listen to the show because he heard us talking about it last time and he hit us up and he sent it to us. And um, TJ, what are your first thoughts?
0: it's beautiful it is beautiful it it looks like so i he he's revealed a part of this map on the uh i, I believe on the kickstarter updates mm-hmm. um but it has the feel of like a like there was a real old map that then you know they could not be bothered to make a new map because there's so much shit going down. So like, they're just like riding over it. Like Mm. they're, they're adding addendums to this map with like crayons and coal and (laughs) blood Blood. (laughs) (laughs) to, to, uh, uh, get this thing updated as quickly as possible. And there's a lot of no man's land and, or no living man's land mm-hmm. as as the state of virginia is now called <laughs> no living man's land uh i'm guessing the 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 number there's several uh battlefield markers the two cross sabers uh symbols i'm yeah. guessing that has to do with you know we haven't seen all the fluff yet but I'm guessing that has to do with the fact that this, the Civil War was going on, and a big mm-hmm. part of this is that the dead started to reanimate. So mm-hmm. that's probably where the, uh, the mm-hmm. zombie hordes are uh, from so, all the battlefields in the Virginia area. So sorry about that, Lyra,
1: And or maybe, <laughs> maybe Jeff.
0: May- <laughs> and or Jason. Jason, the other Jason. Yeah. yeah, the other Jason. Yep. Tough times, guys, but I ain't. look at Texas. <laughs> it's fucked. So, yeah, I I'll, I'll be honest. I think Texas is more fucked in my world cuz there's this uh encroaching darkness just across the Rio Grande. Yep. And held back by some forts, but in my world, that that darkness is well up into the center of Texas. Mhm. Um and I don't think I'm going to change that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to stay that way.
1: It's pretty bad. I mean, just so, so it is like a United States map from the, the appropriate time period. Right. So there's still things that are called territories. that haven't been made states yet.
0: Yeah. 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 Once you go pretty much West of west. Texas. Wait, um, finished
1: our manifest destinies. yet.
0: You've got yeah. Idaho territory, Wyoming territory, et cetera. There's a large area. It's Indian territory, which looks like to be North and South Dakota and Montana. Uh huh. And um,
1: and there's just all kinds of stuff on this map. There's like a big crack in the earth that runs between, cuts up from Arizona to Utah, all the
0: way over to Colorado. And is that? Am I? Am I wrong? Is that the Devil's Crack? <laughs> yep, that is the de- that is called <laughs> the, the devil's, devil's Crack. Crack. So, yeah, we've kind of ripped that off because I've got Balcones Fault in uh in mm-hmm. Texas has done something similar, probably not on nearly as wide a scale, but that was kind of my idea down here. So we're going to have to give it some sort of foolish name, I think, instead of just Balcones Fault. If we've got Devil's Crack going on over here, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, have to th- I'll have to think on that one.
1: Now, what are all these lines on the map, TJ? Do you think these are the ley lines?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The lay line uh, the one near Dallas there is labeled if you look. Ley line of peace, I think it says.
1: It looks like power to me. Oh, power. Okay. Maybe. It's a big P and then the rest of the words. Yeah. Are
0: yeah, the rest of the word is very small. But uh yeah, yeah. So it, that may just be marking telling you that that is what those ley lines are. I don't know if that's a name mm-hmm. for that specific one, but yeah, the mm-hmm. ley lines are marked on here, which is something i have to like. Kind of uh, start working into my game more, I guess. The the whole ley line idea.
1: Um, Yeah, it's close to those things start getting real crazy with the magics.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Sightings of old Gnarly Top.
0: Absolutely. What do you think? It's beautiful. It is beautiful.
1: In the Northeast, there's a big, it looks like a gate. Does that say the Casket
0: Lands? The Casket Lands, yeah, up in upstate so New like York. New York the Casket Lands, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got here?
1: We were right about Louisiana.
0: I, I like, yeah. There's like a a sort of a picture of a bloody voodoo doll. <laughs> Isn't that? Am I seeing that right? Yep, that's that's correct. Is a giant tornado near Houston? A lightning tornado.
1: It's got like lightning coming
0: oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even see that. And there's some kind of weirdness, some sort of portal-looking thing out in the... Uh, Panhandle. Yano Estacado area. Yeah. Yeah, south of Amarillo, north of Abilene.
1: So there's definitely a lot of stuff here, and I would be really interested to see like what he plans to do like obviously there's like some features on the map are bigger than others
0: yeah there's a lot to unpack
1: yeah there's a lot that's so it's a lot right so it's not like you're just like a crappy atlas map of the united states at this time period it is no substantial
0: there's there's a lot of little details and it's it's all stuff just to kind of get your mind going
1: and Um, i like every time i look at it i
0: see something new right yeah, and I can't wait to see it in its full glory. Because like right now, we're looking at a pinhole version of it or a keyhole version of it. Um, but I don't think it'll be, anyone will be disappointed with this thing.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. It's really, really nice. all the detail. He, he they really put a lot of work into it, and that's um...
0: yeah. Oh, little update from last week. So I mentioned not, not being a big fan of the uh, cover art of the... the cover Blue leg yeah. Edition. And right. I feel bad for saying that, because I guess someone's baby. Someone made that artwork, mm-hmm. and it's good artwork. There's nothing wrong with the artwork. I just don't like it for the cover. Does that make sense? Just don't, right. Not big yeah, yeah, No, no, no. For the cover. You are entitled uh, to your... I have been told on good authority that is not the cover of the actual book. That is a specific cover for the bootleg edition quick start rules so that you can tell the two apart that will not be the cover of that the actual book that is awesome yeah no depending, yeah really? if you if you like if you love that picture that, that image then um i'm sorry maybe it's not awesome for you you're like oh man but that was my favorite thing but uh for for me that was not my
1: well, yeah, you still get again, the you still get the thick
0: start rules. So yeah, you got the thick start rules, and but and you're crying. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that piece of art. I just it just didn't it doesn't have the feel for me of what I want on right. a DCC MCC and no yeah. dark trails cover. Like right. There, so if a, I saw this aesthetic.
1: map, this map, and then I saw the cover, I, I understand how you might be maybe I, I think disappointed is too strong of a word, somewhere.
0: Yeah, in that neighborhood. yeah. It just doesn't seem like the same feel, right? sure yeah, yeah no i get that yeah so that that's got us covered this week right i think so and right, and so you know, couple...
1: we didn't did say a whole lot about the map but we actually can't say a whole lot about it so right right take, it's, just take our word for it. it's awesome and you'll just have to wait and see it haha
0: well you know us cody We love to talk on things we don't know about. Just two fools (laughs) rambling. (laughs) Ten thousand words swarm around my head. Ten million more in books written beneath my bed. The Tentacle Tumbleweed's been a production of We Don't Recycle Studios. You can reach them, tumbleweeds, at talk2tripleT at gmail.com. That's talk, the number two, three Ts, and a Gmail. You can also reach them on the tumble line at 2678-TUMBLE. And if all else fails, you get on that there Anchor app or Anchor FM and just leave them a voicemail. And hell, they'll probably put it on the air. Lord knows it can't be any less professional than the other stuff they're putting out there, and... You might actually have a point. All music on this episode was recorded by the Tumbleweeds, but wasn't written by their sorry asses. Special thanks to David Beatty, Goodman Games, the Avit Brothers, and anyone else that's not suing us this week. I'm sure we'll be back in a week or so doing the same old thing again. Laughing at our own jokes so hard we nearly piss ourselves and drinking a little more than's good for us. Like most people, like most people live. So I got I got a story to tell you before we get out of here. Okay. This may or may not get used. Hit me. But I, I went on a little business trip. Down to Houston. Nope. And, um... Cody, do you remember the first time you heard the Beatles? I do. Did, hearing the Beatles for the first time, did it change the way you looked at music?
1: It did. I didn't know that kind of stuff existed.
0: Yeah there's times in your life you think think of a movie you just you just changed your life changed the way you looked at movies from that point forward you got a movie like that cody uh probably star wars yeah good that's a great one so mm-hmm. you, you're watching movies and you're watching lion king and whatever else and then suddenly you see fucking star wars and the death star and Oh, good and evil, Darth Vader, Jedi. Yeah. Darth Vader, and he's got his German black ass German helmet and <laughs> with a this triangle of power for a nose and whatever else. He's got the Triforce on his face, and that's right. You, you just put it all together, and it's just it, it's hard for anything else to come close. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a moment, I had a moment on my business trip. Oh, um, Cody, I. I thought I understood what a shower was, Cody. I thought I knew what a shower was. And then I stayed at the Marriott Bonvoy in Houston, Texas. And this very morning, I experienced the Specman Everyflow showerhead. Accompanied by the intense water pressure (laughs) of the hot water system at the Marriott Bonvoy. And, um, it's changed my life, Cody. I'll never be able to take a shower and have the same feelings and emotions that I had that day. Um... That's beautiful. When I, when, I, when I got into the shower, so it's an adjustable shower head. Mm. And it's, I I can't tell you what those adjustments, what the different settings are. Because when I got in, someone, I'm assuming someone a hundred guests ago had dialed this thing in. And no one since has had Best the touch. balls to touch it. Mm. Because it's perfect. It was, mm. it was perfectly aligned between uh, some sort of like, uh, warm rain and deep tissue massage. I'll tell you, there there's nothing like it. I I went to adjust. Uh, you know, I, I I stood there for a good while just thinking. You know, I'm here on business, but is it possible? feels to just like pleasure. To, yeah, yeah, I'm here on business, but this is this is all pleasure. Could, how much would it cost to just get an extra day? I just call into work tomorrow and stay here one more day. I don't, I don't even want to get out. I don't even want to get out at this point. And, and I'll tell you, um, yeah, at some point I I went, you know, you gotta, you gotta get ready. Gotta go get your day started, get into work. You know, I got meetings and shit. So I went to adjust that thing to, you know, wash my body. And I realized they've had it set to where you you couldn't adjust it down more than a couple of degrees. And I realized there, mm. there was purpose for that. Mm. Because if you could adjust that too far south of the equator, people would never leave their hotel room. <laughs> there, You'd have people falling over and just <laughs> dying. Because they, they just wouldn't eat. They wouldn't, they wouldn't leave. I, I was tempted to ask... <laughs> You know, call down to the desk and say, hey, "If I unlock the door, can you just bring the room service and set it on the bathroom counter, and I'll see if I can reach out and grab it? I promise, I'm I'm trying. I'm not trying anything funny with your waitstaff. Uh, I, I I'll stay behind the curtains until they're gone.
1: Maybe have the maintenance maintenance man come up see if he can uh, adjust it.
0: Yeah, I went down, you know, and and uh and talked to them at the front desk. You know, I pride myself away. It took every bit of my my courage and strength i got myself out of there um but i i, I went down to check out and i just had to ask the um the strong jawed uh effeminate gentleman at the front desk um you know how what's your what's your water situation here you know what how do you keep up because i i knows it can't just be that room now cody they got to have that in every room in hotel. This a, is a five six story hotel. They got suites, and um, you know how are they keeping up with all this water? Uh, you know, because there's there's got to be people. They check in and it's just they're there. They just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm spending a week.
1: I live here now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 he he just I don't, I don't know. You know, he's, a, he's he's kind of played it off like he you didn't know what I was talking about, and I could tell it was just. He was just tired of answering that question because I bet he gets it three <laughs> or four times a day, right? My God! And and I asked him, you know, look, feller, anyone just check in and not check out? You know, is anyone you got? How many people do you have just just living here now?
1: It's like the goddamn Hotel know. California.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave that showerhead. Right. And and he told me he he said oh I don't I don't know and I could I could tell by that twinkle in his eye, McConaughey, McConaughey's there I bet, because he's the kind of guy you know, he finds a shower like that he ain't leaving. He lives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's there.
1: I, you can I, film I, the movies where he's at and you will the screen.
0: Why would you need movies after you had that? Right. I can't imagine, I can't imagine the situation where you'd need anything else in life. That's I brought myself away and, you know, get made it, made it back uh, after struggle and, and toil to my family. And I'm um, glad I did because I, I, I think I, 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 you know, I've never done heroin, Cody. I've never mm. done heroin. But I, I feel like I came by as close as you can today. And mm. I feel like I, I beat the dragon. And I, I made it back home to my family uh, because I could seize a situation where I just didn't do anything with the rest of my life, but just find ways to stay in that shower. You know, just lock up the doors. Barricade them. You know, put put the privacy sign on. <laughs> uh, put the little, the little chain latch and mm-hmm. just say, you know, you're going to have to break it down. You're going to have to break it down because You're going to have to get swat You're going to you're gonna have to drag my naked ass out of here Because <laughs> <laughs> Oh man
1: <laughs> And folks that's the Marriott Bonvoy in Houston it's call, Marriott uh... Bonvoy Kingswood
0: Houston room 227 <laughs> Oh fuck It was a good shower man <laughs> That sounds awesome.